You know you've got a comeback in you. When you take the next step, you're going to make it count. For your career, for your family, for your life. You can earn a degree you're proud of with Purdue Global. Purdue Global is backed by Purdue University, one of the nation's most respected and innovative public universities. This is your chance. This is your opportunity. This is your comeback. Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products. Because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger. Fresh for everyone. 13 Days of Halloween is from Grim and Mild, Blumhouse, and iHeart3D Audio. Headphones recommended. Listener discretion advised. Mother? Yes? Where has everyone gone? Oh, well, they've gone to begin their preparation for the gathering. We wash ourselves in salt water and say the sacred prayers. The afternoon beforehand is a time for quiet. Gathering night is our highest holy day. It's when we beg forgiveness from the Father in the sea and when we make our requests for the year to come and hope we're careful what we've asked for. Mm, take a right here. Are outsiders allowed at this? Do you mean you allowed? Of course. You are my guest. You are welcome. Well, here we are. Hmm. And it looks like he's in. What, why are they staring at us? They aren't. They're turning their eyes toward the noise of the door. Oh, what's wrong with their eyes? Shh, 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 shh. They can still hear you. Should we sit? All right. Who do we... Ah, Mother. Hello, Doctor. And who's this? That is the question of the hour. She doesn't know the answer herself. If I were an educated man, I'd suggest the forgetfulness has something to do with that wound on her head. Well, come on back. I'll be with a lot of you shortly. Please, miss, uh, take a seat on the table. And uh, you, are you well, mother? I am. Good. Good. Now, let's take... A look at you. What's your name? I don't know. Hmm. Do you know how you got this wound? I don't. Hmm. I see. How badly does it hurt? Honestly, not at all. The, the priest gave me something for it. <laughs> I'll bet he did. May I ask? Go on. The teenagers out there, their eyes are... Yes. Well, what happened? Well, 
There was only one doctor in Dyerbrook. That was my father. When I was old enough, I went to State University and med school and took up the stethoscope and joined him, working in his shadow at our office on Main Street. That was long ago. We took a contract with the county. A contract to monitor, track, and report infectious diseases out this way. A state initiative to counter influenza, chickenpox, and polio, which was still a thing back then. Sometimes we had to track more mature infections, if you see where I'm going with that. And it was my job to chart the disease vector from one person to the next. They didn't call it contact tracing back then. They called it finding infection origin. It was uh, detective work, really, and led to many awkward and hesitant conversations with mortified citizens, sometimes adolescents. Hello, Bobby. It seems you've contracted a more sensitive illness. I don't mean to pry, but I'm afraid I must. This uh, bacteria, commonly known as Neisseria gonorrhea, is highly contagious, but uh, only in certain circumstances. Can you tell me who you've been in contact with? Physical contact, I should add? It was never easy. And not too common, but it did happen. My father, a man who never really seemed like a doctor, found my job of interviewing the infected funny. A medical gumshoe. All doctors are sleuths, but you're a veritable P.I. When he wasn't laughing at my predicament, he found it an opportunity for introspection over a glass of scotch at the end of his workday. After I'd make my report, he'd say, They come out of the woods, and deep forests of man diseases do. They hide in the corridors of flesh and hang in mingled breath. He was a man of exceptional flights of fancy, my father. He had wanted to be a poet in the war, but all soldiers are poets and very few doctors are. Better the stethoscope and tongue depressor. A doctor can find happiness. Poets rarely do. <laughs> Maybe he knew more than he let on. It started with a girl, no more than 13. Her sight was dimming, save for a red smear that flashed each time she blinked. Languor, listlessness, but sleeplessness as well. She was in some sort of infectious half-life, the Fisher King's malady. It's like when you look at the sun, you get that red smear, she told me. Retinal after image, I said. She was a nice young girl, whom I'd seen around, dating the son of a family friend. So it was natural that my radar was pinged when the family friend came in with the son in tow and described the same symptoms. It's like I see a shining person, you know, Doc? The boy said. Shining all red in the dark, but it's only when I close my eyes. I can't sleep. 
My head hurts all the time. It took some effort to get the rest out of him. There'd been a dance, and a different girl had shown him interest. They had danced. They had kissed. Their words had hung in mingled breath. That's all. I asked him if they had traveled the corridors of flesh, and he blushed furiously and stammered, Of course not! Kissing and nothing more, he assured me. And I believed him. The next day, I knocked on the young girl's door, to her father's surprise. She had kissed the boy beneath the bleachers after school. Her vision had deteriorated to near sightlessness. All her world was tinted red, and she was delirious from lack of sleep. The boy she kissed was worse. And so on and so forth from teen to teen until I found a young man in the county jail. The young man had gone blind, save for a bright and burning red vision endlessly churning in his mind's eye. He'd acted erratically, assaulted his mother. She'd been wearing a red apron. When I entered the jail cell, he was beyond conversation. I sedated the boy, and he eased, tension releasing, and only afterwards did he tell me his story. I was supposed to meet her at Lover's Leap, he said, and she showed up, but she wasn't alone. She broke it off with me. I can only imagine how bad that hurt, I said. I ran away. They were laughing at me like they wanted to, wanted to mock me. The sedative was running rough in his veins by then, and his face took on a dissolute expression. I don't know when I came to. I remember the old ruined church, and then the graveyard, and then lying down. He fell silent and closed his eyes. I watched as they shifted back and forth beneath his eyelids, seeing it all again, over and over. And then she came. She kissed me. I thought it was a dream. It was a dream. And now she's all I see. After that, he would talk no more. The drugs had done their work. He slept. A medical gumshoe, my father called me. <laughs> well, it's only a short hike to the leap from Highway 92, where the salt air coming from the bay carves trees into wind-wracked sculptures and eats at the cliffs. It was cooling then, the sky hazy, casting the world in autumnal light, the trees just beginning to change. In the daylight, the leap just looks like a flat, rocky promontory over the sea, lichen and moss at the edges and in the crevices. At night, I'm told, it holds wonders and heartbreak. I followed the trail down and away through wind-carved bayberries and sumac, towering oak and evergreen to the old watershed where the original Dyerbrook church stood. Its ruined roof open to the sky. Its pews fallen to dust. A strange lightness 
came over me. I found myself in a garden of gravestones. I came to a towering red maple blazing in the last of the day's light. A brilliant crimson tree. Beneath it, I found a fallen gravestone. There were roses carved at the edges of the stone. Here lies, upon unconsecrated ground, Amelia Scarborough, born 1753, buried 1780. A blight upon Dyerbrook and its youth. May God have mercy upon her soul. My vision wavered. A cloud passed in front of the watery sun. Gloom drew close around. As I stared at the grave, I noticed a figure standing not too far away. Come to me. Thou art my love, she said. She would take my hand and lay me down and kiss me and fill my eyes with the sight of her. I knew this instinctively. I shook my head. Do you not love me? She asked. I was young then. It would be a year before I met Stephen, and thirty-five before we would wed. My father would die before I would have the courage to tell him the sort of man I am. But I like to think he would have still loved me. No, not in the way you would want, I said. It has to stop. They would put ye in a grave next to mine if they truly knew ye. She looked away towards town. Heal thyself, physician, they will say. Maybe. But you don't have to... I stopped. To what? She lifted a long, cadaverous finger and it came to rest pointing toward the garden of graves behind me. I loved a woman, a Dyerbrook, and they hung me for it as a witch. They are all dead, I said. Long dead. Her mouth blackened and her eyes burned. I will kiss every young soul in Dyerbrook and fill their eyes with the sight of me. I will be the ruin of the proud families and strike at the roots of every tree. She came close. So very close. Our breath mingled. When the sun returned, she was gone. I traced my way back through the sumac and the bayberry to the leap and beyond to my car. Back at the jail, I bailed out the young man. We brought roses that evening set them upon Amelia's grave. His sight improved, and by the next day, he was as good as new. The rumor of the roses traveled quickly, and Amelia's forgotten grave was visited by the youth of Dyerbrook, strewn in carmine and crimson and red petals. 
the kissing sickness returns every now and then when someone heartbroken finds Amelia's grave. But it is no longer a mystery to be solved. I am old and full of sleep. And my Stephen is gone. I am too old to be a physician to Dyerbrook anymore. <laughs> I'm not crazy, I swear, but I know this. Love, like disease, like hate, like knowledge, hides in the corridors of flesh and hangs on mingled breath. We know the symptoms. Failing sight, red afterimage in the mind's eye, sleeplessness. The source of it is her grave, up the coast, above the bay, beneath a burning red tree. She likes kisses, but for a cure, roses will suffice. At any rate, let me give you a little something extra in case the pastor's cure <laughs> wears off, yes? Uh, here we are! <laughs> what is it? Oh, this and that. Something I made myself. It's glowing. Yes, phosphorescence from the sea, blood of the father himself. Is it? <laughs> no. No figurative blood, along with a number of local flora, all ground together and clarified over flame. Science and magic do seem to overlap here. Now, do not take this until the pain begins to return. Probably this evening, I'd imagine. In time, your memory should return. Hopefully it's not too jarring when it does. Thank you, Doctor. Of course. A friend of Mother's is a friend of mine. See you at the gathering? Of course. Well, Father be with you both. Everything returns to him. <laughs> Just like a local. <laughs> Farewell, Doctor. Now, come. The day grows old and the storm grows near. And we've still got people to see. This is it, your moment. This is your time to make your comeback with Purdue Global. When you come back with a Purdue Global degree, you create opportunity for yourself, your family, and your future. It's a degree you can be proud of, a degree that employers will trust and respect. Purdue Global offers working adults like you over 175 flexible degree programs to meet your specific career goals. These include associate, bachelor's, master's, and doctoral degrees and certificates. Purdue Global degree programs range from nursing to business to communication and more. Whatever your interest, we have the degree that will move you forward. You have the knowledge. You have the experience. Now it's time to get credit for the work you've done and earn the recognition you deserve with Purdue Global. 
Purdue's online university for working adults. You know you're worth it. We do too. So don't wait another second to get the degree that will take your career to the next level. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. Are you still searching for your perfect place to call home? Well, now is the time to buy at Fisher Homes. If you're looking to move in before the end of 2024, May could be your last opportunity to start building your dream home and close before the year's end. If you're hoping to move in even sooner, Fisher Homes also has homes that are move-in ready and waiting for you, where you can start enjoying the benefits of homeownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with a new home advisor today at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home. Tomorrow on 13 Days of Halloween, The Factory. I tried telling my dad not to go, but... He told me something I'd never forget. He said, Charles, someone has to take on all this fear everyone has. Someone has to carry it for them so they can be a little less afraid. He said he and Granddad were going to do that. And then he was off. They were gone for three days, like they just vanished. When they finally drifted back into the bay, their sails were just torn to shreds. The rescue team, they wouldn't even send a rowboat out to get them. They were so scared. Thirteen Days of Halloween, The Doctor's Office. Starring Kathy Najimy, Bethany Ann Lind, and Jonathan Strickland. Written by John Horner Jacobs, with additional material by Nicholas Tukoski. Sound design and mixing by Ben Kiebrick. Engineering by Violet Furton, Dubway Studios, New York. Casting by Jessica Luza, created by Matt Frederick and Alex Williams, with executive producer Aaron Mankey. A production of iHeartRadio, Grim and Mild, and Blumhouse Television. Are you still searching for your perfect place to call home? Well, now is the time to buy at Fisher Homes. If you're looking to move in before the end of 2024, May could be your last opportunity to start building your dream home and close before the year's end. If you're hoping to move in even sooner, Fisher Homes also has homes that are move-in ready and waiting for you, where you can start enjoying the benefits of homeownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with a new home advisor today at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home. If a new house is on your wish list in the next five years, grow your savings faster and experience your dreams with an Ohio Homebuyer Plus account from Kemba Financial Credit Union, a savings account specifically designed to save for a new home where you can earn 7% APY, a $500 matching bonus, and a $1,500 mortgage closing cost credit. Learn more at Kemba.org. Offer expires March 31st, 2025. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. NMLS 292230. Equal housing lender. Federally insured by NCUA.